This is Riazulali Jose with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Nicole Rogers, a chair of the African American Complete Count Committee. Welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Please share with us more about yourself. Yeah, well, um, I am one of the co-chairs of the African American Complete Count Committee. My other chair is Beverly Jordan from the Office of African American Affairs. And we're working hard um, this year um, and basically since last summer to really galvanize and educate the African-American community um, and really people of color in general about the importance of the census and why we need to be counted and that this is something you can do now to have a big impact for the next 10 years. Yeah, that's very important. Thank you for that. Um, tell us about the Wellstan Foundation and your motivation to found this organization. Yeah, so the Wellstan Foundation, um, it, this is a foundation started by um, a group of about six uh, African Americans in the community. And we are really working to get into systems to remove the stigma on people of color in, in New Mexico. We're considered statistically insignificant because we're 3% or less, I think it was 2.6% in the 2010 census. Um, and so when we go to advocate for our community specifically, we're told we're statistically insignificant. And so there's a lot of gaps for our community that really um, prevent our children and us from thriving. Um, and so our work is around really a lot of capacity building within institutions like um, UNM, higher learning, CYFD, um, police departments, the city, lots of different avenues that we can really work with them um, to make things better for us in the state of New Mexico. And when our board met middle of last year, we decided that the census was going to be our first project um, because if we were going to advocate for our community over the next 10 years, we want to see the census more than the 2.6% so that they can no longer tell us we're statistically insignificant because I am really sick of hearing that. So, Thank you so much. It's a very important work and nobody's statistically insignificant. Give us an idea of the work that you're doing to encourage African-American folks and other people of color to fill out the 2020 census. Yeah, so our outreach strategy has been really about building relationships. And so um, the black community is very segmented and diverse. So I know that Joe Biden was in the, in the news saying that the black community is not very diverse. Well, that's not true. We're very diverse. What's unique about New Mexico and the African-American community is you can't just go to one neighborhood and find all the black people, right? We're spread out all throughout New Mexico and we all don't just live in one part of a, of a city. And so for us, um, it's about outreach and building different relationships within segments of the black community. So for instance, I'm not necessarily plugged in with the black churches, right? But my co-chair Beverly Jordan is. So to be able to reach people of faith, like our churches, we had it to do that. We couldn't leave that out. That's a big part of um, the black community. Uh, we partnered with people like Brandy Stone from UNM, um, African American Student Services, to reach African-American students, which is super important um, to make sure that the students are counted because a lot of students think that this, the college that they go to is going to count them. And if you don't live on campus, that's not true. We also were able to reach um, the Divine Nine, our sorority and fraternity groups. 
right? So being able to partner with them to reach all of their alumni and their undergrad students was super important. So our outreach has been heavily focused on building relationships within all the different segments and finding champions in those communities to take forth the message about the census. What are the ways community members have been involved in getting the census information out? Yeah, so COVID-19 threw a big wrench in our original plans, right? And so it really made us have to pivot really quickly. So some of the things we've done is we've hosted um, statewide town halls that people could tune in to get where we highlighted work of different African-Americans across the state. You can see all of those on our website on wellstandfoundation.org. You can go back and watch them. We had a special youth edition um, where we talked to um, folks of color in our community that are youth, 25 and under, so that we could capture that voice. We've done mail outs of different trusted messengers in our community. Um, we've tied those mail outs to actual videos. So you can go to the same website and find all the videos that we've produced in our community. We've done um, hosted um, a cool virtual salsa party partnering with the International District Complete Count Committee, where we weaved in some entertainment and some salsa dancing with census outreach information, which was really fun. Um, we've done a lot of giveaways. So right now on our same website, you can go and enter your information after you complete the census to get a giveaway. Um, there's $100 gift cards, $50 gift cards, t-shirts, hand sanitizer, masks. I mean, all kinds of things that we have that we're giving away to incentivize people. Um, not like the billions of dollars that would come to New Mexico isn't worth it. Um, people really signed up for some hand sanitizer. So whatever your motivations are, we're okay with that, just as long as you complete the census. That's wonderful that you guys are encouraging people to participate in census through giveaways, you know, that's wonderful. Speaking of billions of dollars, what could an undercount of New Mexico's African-American population result in? Oh, it's huge. In New Mexico alone, we as a community would lose, I mean, there's $8 billion up for grabs, right? And so there's a lot at stake for New Mexico's African-American community will lose millions. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It actually amounts to about $5,000 per person per year for the next 10 years. So that's the impact for just one individual. So if we think of 50% of our state right now, we're at 56% self-response rate. So just a little over half of New Mexico was engaged enough to go and to complete that census. Now we have enumerators that are out and about, um, and that was one of our early strategies was to hold job fairs to try to get as many people hired as census workers, actual enumerators, who are gonna be out in the community. And so right now with self-response and with enumeration, New Mexico's only at 69% response rate. So only 69% of New Mexicans have been counted, which is if we have till September 30th, that's like not a lot of time. So we have still a big part of our state to cover before the deadline. Yes, that's a lot. And uh, tell us about some of the biggest uh, misconceptions about the census that you're working to turn around. The biggest thing that we're working to turn around is the distrust 
with the federal government. That hands down has been, I think, the reason um, that people do not answer the door to our enumerators. Um, like I got hired as an enumerator, so I get to go out and actually knock on doors of people who have not completed it and try to get them and talk them into doing it. Um, and it's a trust issue. The, even though the citizen question was taking off of the census, there is no question about citizenship. You do not have to be a US citizen to count. Your life matters, you count, and we want you to count. This information is not um, anything that the this federal government or the Census Bureau shares with people like ICE, but that's a huge, huge part of, I think, why people don't respond. Um, I think what people don't realize is when census workers do come to your door, you can give them as little or as much information as you want. Um, you don't have to give all the information that the questionnaire asks for. It's okay to just give numbers and race and ethnicity if that's important to you. If you don't want to give race and ethnicity, you don't have to. I would beg you to do that though, um, because we do, we can use census um, data for civil rights issues, looking at you know, education attainment, um, you know, where the resources should go as far as neighborhoods. Um, so I think it's really important to put race and ethnicity and really be smart about what you do check when you do check your race and ethnicity. For someone like me that's mixed, right? Do you pick Hispanic? Do you pick African-American? What do you pick or do you pick both? And it's a, that's a personal decision. Um, but I would beg you to look into how the census uses that data, how you get counted if you put two. When I researched that for myself, I found out that if I put Hispanic and Black, I count twice towards the Hispanic count and the Black count. But if you put more than two, then we're not really sure how that shows up in the census. Two or more races and you get lumped into a box, but where do those funds go? Right, I can't go to the legislator and say, hey guys, I need money for the 20% other in the census. I need the, I need the money for the others, right? It doesn't work like that. So I would urge you to check one box. Um, and for me being mixed, I'm choosing to check black um, because I want my $5,000 per year for the next 10 years to go to the African-American community. How can youth who may not be the head of their household still help to get the word out about the census? Yes, first thing you can do is go ask your parent or guardian, whoever you live with, if they've completed the census for your household. If they have not, ask them to complete that. Explain to them, have a dialogue, talk to them about why it matters to you and why you think it should matter to them to complete that. Um, funny story, I was actually, I went to a home to enumerate and I knocked on the door and a son answered, right? And I don't know how old he was, but he was younger. I perceived him to be around 12, 13, not sure. But um, I told him I was here for the census. And he was like, oh yeah, we talked about that in school, right? And I'm like, yeah, so can I talk to your mom or dad or whoever, you know, is the adult so that I can complete the census? Yeah, sure, right? Closes the door, goes to get his mom. And I hear his mom, oh, no, we're not doing that. Oh. And then literally slammed the door and I could hear him go, mom, but it's important. And she was not having it though. So we do, I think kids could influence their parents in understanding like, hey, why don't you want to do it? Let's talk about it. The other big thing, I think the tip that maybe would help their parents if they're engaged in politics, 
If New Mexico has an undercount, a significant undercount, which is likely, we could lose a congressional seat. We could lose a Deb Holland. What? No, we can't afford to lose a congressional seat. So there's lots of reasons why, you know, if you, if your parents um, get SNAP benefits or like my children, Medicaid, you know, those, that funding is tied to the census. And we don't want those things to get cut here. Uh, so those are important reasons why I think you can urge your parents to do the right thing and tell them the same as voting. Are you going to vote? Then you should do the census too, because it goes hand in hand. Yeah, that's very important. We, yeah, as you said, we cannot afford to lose our representation and representation is very important. Speaking of voting, is your team also working on getting out the vote info? Yes, census and voting go hand in hand. So when we are, when I'm out, I'm definitely talking about both and not just voting in the presidential elections, voting in every single election possible because that's how we take back our power is local government, city council, school boards, all of that. We need you to vote in all of those, not just the presidential election. The 14th is a statewide at day of action, and it's, good. it's been called out from um, the governor and her task force for the census. So we're gonna be partnering with radio stations, news stations, KOAT, KOB, to do old fashioned uh, telethon type of census action. There's lots of ways you can get involved on that day. Um, you can sign up to do some phone banking, put a little team together to sign up to do some phone banking. Um, we have some canned um, copy and paste ready social media type of campaigns with, uh, you know, all kinds of different graphics that you can use that are specific to things like healthcare, education, young kids, college age kids, whatever your, um, your niche is, um, as far as who you reach, there's something for you in that toolkit. So there's lots of things, uh, ways to get involved on Monday, September 14th. Awesome. Um, what are the options available for filling out the census? Yeah, great question. So there are now four ways to do the census. So first way is the mail-in questionnaire that you got mailed in. Most all of the houses in New Mexico have by now received that questionnaire. So you can fill that out by you know hand and mail it back. There's an envelope in there that you can mail it back with. You could use that same questionnaire because it has a unique code for your household. You can go to my2020census.gov and enter that unique code and complete it online. It takes about five, six minutes to do online. You can also use your same code over the phone. And over the phone, there's lots of interpreters. I think they have 27 different languages. Um, and then the fourth way is people like me census workers with our census bags and our census phones coming and knocking on your door and saying, hey, I'm here to complete your questionnaire. And again, if you don't want us knocking on your door, I get it, like I get it. So just fill it out online or call in and do it. And we call it stop the knock. Stop us from knocking on your door, I'm okay with that. I want less houses to go visit between now and September 30th. Nicole, is there anything else that you would like to add? Sure. I think the biggest thing that I want to say to folks is, you know, 
please just do it. You can give us as little as mu or as much information as we ask for on that questionnaire. It's okay to put in what you're comfortable putting in or when we knock on your door, be kind, answer the door. You can tell that we're census workers because we have badges, we'll have our masks on. We are a hard to count state because of all the rural ground that we have. We need all the help we can get and all hands on deck to help us out. So please get involved, get up, Go to wellstandfoundation.org and volunteer. We have a sign-up sheet. We'll train you. We'll support you. We just need all hands on deck to get this done. Thank you so much, Ms. Roger, for taking your time to speak with us. And the work that you are doing, it's very important for us to be counted in 2020 uh, census. It affects our whole state when our communities are undercounted. And representation does matter. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I want to thank you and all your team and Roberta Royale and Generation jo I mean, it's just amazing what you guys do. And I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Thank you. For Generation Justice, Andrea Zaladikozai. <laughs>